Hi everyone. So welcome to my first ever podcast series called the Student Series. So I'll be talking about guest speakers on each episode about their journey uh, navigating through Humber College and just how they found it. So I just want everyone to welcome and join our first ever speaker here, Mashanda Phillips. Hey, Mashanda. Hey, Karen. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. So, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And how are you today? I'm good. So, I'll let you introduce yourself for our listeners to learn a little bit about yourself and your background. Sure. So, hi everyone. So, my name is Mishanda Phillips. I go by Mish or Beyond Our Comfort Zone. <laughs> That's what my comfort zone. Um, but so, my name is Mishanda. So, I am a two-time Humber um, grad. Currently, right now, I work as a student advocate at, um, with Ignite, advocating for our student here at Humber. So, if you ever see Mishanda around, she's usually always coming in and out of the Ignite office. And she really loves tea, so if you want to get on her good side, bring her a tea. <laughs> I think you mentioned three programs that you were in at Humber. Do you want to mention them again? So Sorry, I did a bit law clerk, but then I ended up leaving that to go into a Bachelor of Social Science Criminal Justice um, on their degree, and then after I did alternate dispute resolution and post-grad certificate. Perfect. So then how did you find doing all your programs at Humber College? I found it to be very amazing. I mean, it's challenging, you know, especially for someone like myself mm -hmm. who came into school as a mature student. I didn't feel like I fit in. Mm -hmm. I felt like a fish out of water. You know, there I was 28 when in classes with students that were 18, 19, fresh out of high school. Like our experiences were different, our lives were different, our schedule was different. So I think for me, it was finding that one professor that saw me. I think she saw that I wasn't fitting in, or I was feel I was just looking like I didn't belong. Mm -hmm. And she spoke to me, you know, reminding me that you're doing great. You're right where you're supposed to be. And I forget that. And she said, "You're right where you're supposed to be." And for me. That altered my experience here, and I had a great time here because of that one comment. Yeah, and how did you find her? Because I know sometimes, especially now after COVID, it can be so weird when people reach out to you. Um, not everyone takes it in a positive way. So how did you feel when your professor came out, reached out to you and asked? So if I'm being honest, I went to, I was having a really hard time that day. I got into something on my way here, on my way to school with my ex-husband at the time co-parent and I just having a really bad day and I remember going to her to talk to her about something school related and it kind of came up in conversation you know and then I remember she saying like you know she we had a conversation about all the stuff that I was going through and she was just like you know you're getting great marks you know you're doing great you're where you're supposed to be you need to believe in yourself mm -hmm. I think for me having been what I've been through in my life she was the first person in years that really allowed me to see myself the way I've seen myself in years, you know, I was sort of, I was so broken when I came here. I didn't feel like I fit in, like I belong here. I just felt like I was just going through the motions of just getting this degree just to get the degree. But because of her and her like support, I fit in and she changed my life. I, I would say she helped me find myself again. You know, I think for me it was, um, I remember when I just started my, I was so after my divorce, I ended up working back at McDonald's, mm -hmm. and I was going to school. I decided to come back to school for after there for a couple of years. I remember when well, my cork at the time, they were saying, "Are you just going to school for OSAP, or are you going to school because you really want to go to school?" Wow. That was a really harsh comment, <laughs> but I think for me it was. Um, I always wanted to get my degree. Well, obviously, life got into got in the way. You know, I got married when I was really young. I had mm -hmm. kids, and I had to put those dreams on hold, so I could. Um, 
so I could be a parent, you know, and when my divorce ended, I had to figure out how to, how to adapt and navigate as a single parent. So when I came back, I came back because I just want to get the degree, mm-hmm. but I think some way along my early journey here, I kind of forgot why, what was my reason for coming back. Yeah. And I think she helped me to find that reason and to also let me believe myself again yeah. and my dreams. And then how did you find with, because I know work and school for regular students who don't have any kids can be so challenging, very overwhelming. How did you find that while having two kids, being a, being a parent, a single parent, and navigating that journey while going to school, while working, while trying to raise your kids, try to help them with their homework, their assignments. How did you find navigating that? And how did you find that for personally, like your own well-being? So I would say my village. <laughs> um, so my kids were in daycare, but still there's a conflict with my schedule and their daycare schedule. I had a neighbor who saw me struggling and... Well, let's just be honest. I'm very transparent. So my, at the time, my kids died. They lived five minutes. We lived five minutes apart. But there was not that, that much support. I was getting in, like, you know, assisting me with, like, scheduling. Mm-hmm. So my neighbor saw me that I was struggling. And she's like, you know what? You have class at 8 a.m. at Lakeshore, which is, like, two hours away yeah. from my house. And she's like, you can drop the kids at my house at 6 a.m. and get a class for 8 o'clock. And I would do that every day. Her daughter also would pick them up for me in the evening when I'm running late. Yeah. And never charged me. I tried to pay her. She was like, no, I'm not taking your money. Yeah. Even I tried to buy her kids gifts, <laughs> she would say no. And uh, I had a friend also that I met in my first year. So my friend's friend right now, she would actually like print my print my readings, um, and also buy me tea and say I love tea. Also bring my tea <laughs> on my desk in the morning when I come to class. Yeah, when I come to class, there will be my tea and my notes on the desk. If I miss a class, yeah. she would send me my notes and everything was there. I think, I think you it was had a schedule. really good social group too. Yeah, people who supported you in your dream. You know, you know, and that's a good thing that you said because I feel like of all the stuff that I've been through in my life, uh-huh. I think um, somewhere along the line of all the bad stuff that happens, and the, you know, because sometimes life's gonna beat you down. Yeah, I don't know. By the grace of God, I've just found some amazing people that just um, that I call my village. That I couldn't be where I am or achieve anything without their support. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's social media where they show like, oh. Sometimes you just you're gonna do it alone. You're gonna be alone, but that's not always true. There are people that want to see you win too. Yeah, there are people, and I think it's for you to find the right people, because sometimes there are people that you know they act like they want to be there for you, mm-hmm. but those people are only there for a season or to get you or next step or to teach you a lesson or to be a blueprint to going forward. Mm-hmm. Then you have friends or fat village like for me. Mm-hmm who really just wanted to see me succeed, you know, after what I've been through in my life. They wanted to see better for me and better for my kids. Yeah. And then how did you find, like, in strategies or ways to relieve stress whenever you felt overwhelmed? Because I know probably as a mother, a student, a person who has a job, you know, it's so hard to find just you time and just ways to relieve stress. So how did you find ways or opportunities throughout your day to do that? So I'll tell you one. <laughs> so I am, a, I'm a journal journal enthusiast and a quote enthusiast. Mm-hmm. I always look for a positive quotes or affirmation every day to start my day. It's true. She uh, sent me a couple. <laughs> yeah, and I also journal. I have like 14 journals. <laughs> I have a lot of journals. Yeah. But for me, there there are moments when I was going through stuff, and I, I it was either embarrassed to tell people. Mm-hmm. In that moment, I have the maturity to 
to let people know, you know, because I felt so ashamed. Mm-hmm. So I turned to my journals and they became like my safety net where I could like, you know, whatever I'm going to, I could just write it there. And yeah. for me, that was therapy for me. That was therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Another thing for me was just listening to my body because I think so often we have to listen to our body because our body never stares wrong. Yeah. So, you know, there are moments when I know that I'm overdoing it. I have to take a mental health break. So mm-hmm. doing my first program, after probably like a couple of years, I started realizing, you know, I started experiencing a little burnout here and there. So I would start making like all my classes on Fridays, early classes. Mm-hmm. So I'm done by one and by one until whatever, till Saturday, I don't do anything school related. Mm-hmm. That's just my rest. That's just my mental health break to focus on me, to check in on me, to make sure I'm okay. Yeah. So I'll say that's one of the biggest thing for me was just like knowing my body and journaling, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's therapy, it, you know, it's, it's for you yeah so did you find writing it down helped you verbally express yourself like did you feel along the way you were able to speak your feelings speak your truth so funny story um even though i could write it down like when i read it back to myself yeah it helped me kind of work through things mm-hmm. it helped me kind of work through things like understand this or like I go back and I read it the next day to see where I was in that moment where my head was you know where my heart was in that moment and I can go back and just check in to be like do I still feel this way you know looking to remember and be like do I still feel like this yesterday do I feel like this but in terms of like communicating with others um I didn't until I put myself into counseling. That's like another story. But it was hard. I just, sometimes the way you grow up and the things that you've seen or been through, sometimes you have to suppress your emotions yeah. and things. So I was in a stage where I was still suppressing certain things. Mm-hmm. So I would just write it out, but I wouldn't share it with other people because it's like, a lot of people know these things, like all the things that I've been through. And like life hasn't always been easy to me, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, all do I communicate at the people without people feeling sorry for me or pity because i never want to feel like they have to pity me yeah. or give me sympathy so Sometimes you just want to let it out you want to vent yeah so because i know like i come from an indian background so i know sometimes expressing yourself is frowned upon basically so do you feel like with your background that kind of played into suppressing your emotions or so i would say so i actually came to can so i grew up with my mom back home mm-hmm. i hope my dad doesn't <laughs> don't hear this but so um i grew up with my mom back home in jamaica till i was 13 years old yeah i came to live with my with my with my dad when i was 14 13 14 we only saw each other on all days or like you know whenever he visit jamaica yeah. so it was kind of hard for me to like you know have those conversations or like open up i, I don't know i think it's like you know it's in our culture certain things you don't really have certain conversation yeah you just, it's like you don't have the sex culture, talk you don't have different yeah. you know certain things you don't talk about yeah. you kind of just like let it slide it's, just bury it. yeah it's like you know even if i was supposed to talk to an adult in jamaica and i look in, in the straight in the eye that's a disrespect yeah. it's just look down so it's not always easy having those conversations between our traditional parents mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> i know sometimes it's just i think finding the level of balance on what you can say sometimes and i think what you mentioned for you therapy really helped and you're trying to just find ways and journaling writing it down so at least you could get your feelings out yeah this actually kind of relates to my next question what i wanted to ask you is like did you find any resources or tools on campus that helped you with your journey here navigating your school life because i know you've probably been involved in so many things especially with your professor reaching out to mentoring you what strategies or what resources that you found on campus that helped you become successful oh so i would say um sadly i wish i'd taken more advantage of like the wellness um department yeah Uh, but at the time i was not like you can't you know go through those things sometimes you're not ready but one of the things i utilized a lot was the writing center believe Mm -hmm. it or not the writing center was my home away from home (laughs) 
<laughs> Even now, Sweden asked me, what's the best possession at Lakeshore? I'm like, Building F, that's a writing center. Yeah. Um, so I think the manager, Frank, knows me really well. I've summed it and he was like, hi, he's like, nice to see you again. I remember I wrote, I wrote a paper once and he, he was crying because he's like, it was so emotional. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the writing center. So when I came back to school, I was away for um, 10, 12 years. Uh, 10 to 12 years, one of those range. I'm getting old. I don't remember, remember all the dates. <laughs> but I I came back. I, you know, mm-hmm. So I've been here for 22 years, but my Jamaican accent sometimes comes out. Yeah. And sometimes the way I talk, it doesn't translate the same. The other paper is like, no. Yeah. And also it's just like, you know, transitioning, you know, writing an essay, an essay flow. I was having a really hard time. Mm-hmm. And I, someone told me about the writing center and I started going there, you know, and they really helped me to kind of like, not only write, but really find my voice in the writing. That makes make sense. So I would say for me, the writing center, also I had statistics. I don't know why they create statistics, but I did it. And I had to use the math center. I said, couldn't pass statistics without the math center there. So I would say definitely the math center, writing center for me are one of the two biggest tools because um, even to this day, I still use one of the strategies I learned there, you yeah. know, from the from the writing center in my work right now. I'm not even editing my sister's paper. I never yeah. thought I would see that happening, but I'm Go like, Shonda. miracles do happen. Yeah. I can actually edit a paper. And it's because of the writing, because I use it there and they were very instrumental in my success there because it was like, you know, going from a 70 on an essay to like a 90, 95. Huge difference. Exactly. So I'm like, so definitely writing center all the way shout out yeah you're like their number one mascot Brandon i'm Bassett. telling you man they should have time to do a promote to, to their promo <laughs> so how did you feel because i know you mentioned a lot about you know your personal journey and how like you you started it was okay but some days you were going through your own thing in your daily life and your professor reached out how did you feel about the state of your mental health from the starting to the ending of your like degree diploma certificate i would say when i just started here i think my mental health <coughs> I think my mental health was, wasn't that bad or I think it wasn't that bad to be honest I wasn't really um, checking in on my like fully so in- invested in checking on my mental health yeah I was just trying to you know to just like get this degree and just create a better life for my kids and just to take it all in mm-hmm. I think what my mental health really um, hit was so I finished my degree in 2020 mm-hmm. obviously COVID you know the onset of COVID I started having a really hard time mm-hmm. I had a lot of health issues in that time as well and I was going through a lot and then once um, the doctor was just like I think you have anxiety I got he sent me somewhere <laughs> to a specialist and I, we got we checked it and I did end up having anxiety I was having a really I was in like a really dark place that time I remember I start my program in my new program in the fall 2021 and there's a week there's this one week where I was on these pills but mm. still I just didn't feel like myself or like I can function I remember email all those professors for all those five six classes to be like I'm so sorry but I have to be transparent mentally I'm not in a good place this week i cannot be in the class i cannot be even as virtual i cannot be there because i need to make sure i'm okay because mm-hmm. in this moment mentally i'm not okay so um there's this sometimes people say things and you always remember um moments so there's this um in my previous program at a professor once it was just during talking to a student who was having an issue and he didn't he did not come forward to say i was having an issue that's why the work is not done mm-hmm. and then when the professor had said to him if you don't tell me stuff or if you don't communicate with me i don't know you're in trouble like you can't you can be suffering in silence oh can I help you in that moment it wasn't work related but it was like my mental health and I I think I did um, what I I think I did it mostly for my kids not really mm-hmm. for me but in that moment in that moment I actually um, decided to put myself in therapy expensive therapy yeah. <laughs> but you know putting myself through therapy I was able to deal with a lot of you know my mental health you know uh, also like when you go into therapy you realize sometimes also something happened in your past that you didn't get over it didn't get 
over also help was also like um, bother your mental health as well so i had to put myself in therapy you know because i was relying on medications to um to get through the day so say for me that was the hardest time in my mental health but i think in this moment right now i'm nine months free of taking pills i just i spoke with my doctor we decided to just like you know figure out different ways to to, to deal with my with my anxiety and my mental health so in this moment right now <laughs> i'm in a good place mentally i'm in a good place tomorrow it might not be good because i think you have to understand with mental health it's okay to not be okay all the time yeah because nobody's okay. Like, whether it's your mental health, whatever you're going through, I don't care what you are, what who you are. Nobody's okay all the time. But it's for you to know that and to also accept that. But also, don't allow yourself to give in to those moments. Yeah. I think what you mentioned was very key that you found something that was really useful for you. You went to therapy. You found out that going to the writing center you know for you to write down your thoughts and everything it didn't only help you academically through humber but it actually helped you in your personal life as well because i think sometimes we just bottle up so many emotions we bottle up so many things and we forget that sometimes everyone has to have an outlet to let it out whether it's sport or in creative ways painting for you as journaling and you find that something really soothing and calming that works for you go for it i feel like everyone is different everyone really needs to find their hobby i guess and you know and sometimes while you're at school use the resources here like you did the writing center that was actually beneficial for you i know there are so many things here that like, i'm in my last semester i found out some things in my last year where i'm like where why didn't i know about this earlier when i started then sometimes you're just like oh well i can use it now and i think that's really key one of the main thing you mentioned was journaling therapy having a really having a really good village people to support you you know raise your kids what is one key takeaway you would give to one of our listeners just one thing to learn from what can they benefit from using at school that will help them oh wow <laughs> that's a lot i would say it all depends on like what they're into like what mm-hmm. program they're into i would just say um for example, if you're in a writing program, take advantage of the writing center. Uh, I would say get involved in campus, you know, get involved in campus, um, get involved in campus life, you know, network, mm-hmm. meet people, mm-hmm. enjoy the experience. Mm-hmm. But one biggest takeaway I think I would give is to let professors know you. Mm-hmm. don't just be a seat filler you know let yourself be known introduce yourself to first day of class mm-hmm. you know don't just be here just to get the grade mm-hmm. but get also the experience and also the professors know who you are yeah. like you know get to know them don't be afraid to introduce yourself and i would say if you're a mature student like myself i would say um it's not always easy coming back yeah. especially when you are the oldest in the class <laughs> you can almost be your parents um it's not always easy but i would just say you're right where you're supposed to be know that it's not going to be easy you know it's gonna be hard it's gonna be a lot of things to figure out um but you can do this you just gotta find your reason why you know for me my reason was like you know my kids was showing my kids that like i had a dream but life got into the way it got in the way sometimes dreams like you can dream so early and it could be 20 years after those dreams still come true they don't die unless you let those dreams die so i would say just just keep pouring into yourself and I would say also just make sure for anyone, um, practice like those mental health break, you know, check in with yourself, listen to your body. And I would say overall, um, just take advantage of all the resources here on campus and enjoy, just enjoy the experience here. Thank you so much, Mashanda, for being my first guest on my first episode. And we wish you a lot of positivity, sending you positive vibes. And if anyone you ever see Mashanda walking around, say hi. She'll always say hi back. Thank you so much, Rashonda. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was great. Take care, everyone.